This is Prayer Warriors 365, Day 23, Divine Spiritual Keys to Spiritual Warfare. Let's do a recap of the last two broadcasts. First, we talked about the doors of revelation or the unveiling of what is and has been happening in our world up to this point that is being uncovered. And in these days, it's being uncovered exponentially faster than ever before, and it's called the labor pains. You can find the particular verses concerning labor pains in Matthew 24, 4-8, and 1 Thessalonians 5, 2-3. and 3. These labor pains, meaning biblical prophecy that's coming true, becoming ever more intense and closer together. For example, Matthew 24, 4-8, it says, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen. But the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 2 and 3, it says, For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come as suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Number two, the most profound difference with our particular generation is not only the prolific unfolding of Bible prophecy, but specific events that are taking place with God's chosen people, Israel. That is called God's timepiece. There's a lot of people saying, well, this happened in my generation or this happened in other generations. Yes, that's true. But remember, it's a time of moving towards something. So as you begin to see more pieces of the puzzle coming together, you begin to realize, wait a minute, there's something here. And that's what we do by using the Bible and looking at Bible prophecy. The timepiece, which is Israel, we see that as a nation, it has come together. In Ezekiel 20, 34 it says I will bring you from the nations and gather you from the countries where you have been scattered with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm with outpoured wrath that happened in 1948 this generation is the one that is going to see things that are going to be happening in our world in Isaiah 11 11 to 12 it says in that day the Lord will reach out his hand a second time to reclaim the remnant that is left of his people from Assyria from lower Egypt from upper Egypt from Cush from Elam from Babylonia from Hamath and from the islands of the sea he will raise a banner for the nations and gather the exiles of Israel he will assemble the scattered people of Judah from the four corners of the earth we are seeing that happening Number three, Bible prophecy is coming together for believers in Jesus Christ. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are learning to see what is happening. And remember, we talked about the oil in the parable of the ten virgins or bridesmaids. 
Let me read it again, Matthew 25, 1 through 13, because this is very important to understand what's happening. It says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins, who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flask of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all of those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy them for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterwards the other versions came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say unto you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know not neither the day nor the hour. Again, Matthew 25, 1-13. And notice very, very clearly the oil. The oil is the Holy Spirit. And as believers, when we have the Holy Spirit being led and directed and guided, we see he reveals he gives us insight he gives us everything that we need in these days as virgins or as the bridesmaids we have the oil the holy spirit ready as he begins to show us that he's coming but you can see in the verses there will be a period of time of delay be prepared notice that the other virgins that did not have the holy spirit did not have the oil knocked and asked but he said he did not know them remember it is about relationship it is about knowing God through the power of the Holy Spirit that connection is very important in these days number four it is not a fight with flesh and blood but a supernatural war that is being manifested in our natural realm the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven Now, there are many out there that are not Christians that are actually experiencing this and seeing this and taking it, of course, and twisting it. But we as believers, we've been told through the Word, through the Bible, this is coming. Be prepared. Get ready. In Ephesians 6.12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Remember, the fight is not with flesh and blood. As long as you're fighting the flesh and blood, then we're all losing. You've got to understand to begin with what the war is really all about and who we are really fighting, and then how do we fight? We talked about this in the other broadcast, and we'll continue as we walk through this process of understanding spiritual warfare. In Matthew 6.10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's kingdom is coming in this world. But for us to be able to understand that and to see it and to prepare and help others, 
we must have that connection with the Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit. Number five, this is a war that can only be won by surrender. It's upside down. Remember, we're dealing with an upside down kingdom. It's not of this world. It is personal. It is very personal. It is a war that everyone participates, whether they know it or not, or whether they believe it or not. This is the fight. It is a good fight, a good fight of faith in Jesus Christ one day at a time. And 1 Timothy 6.12, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Now remember, the many witnesses is heaven. Those are the witnesses when you made your confession of believing in Jesus Christ. Then in 2 Timothy 2, 2 through 4, The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Suffer hardships with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. And remember, this is Prayer Warriors 365 in a war that's upside down. The only way that it can be won is by surrender to Jesus Christ one day at a time. And surrender means obedience, listening, hearing. For the battle belongs to God, but we do play a vital part, an important part. It's walking out in victory, overcoming every areas of our personal lives, overcoming the world, the flesh, and the devil. We are overcomers because of Christ's death on the cross and his resurrection. He redeemed mankind, and our sins were forgiven. We walk it out in our everyday personal lives through this temporal period of time in this world. All right, the ground rules for what we're getting ready to do. We're going to start because we talked about the divine spiritual keys to spiritual warfare. And again, this is what we talked about in the other broadcast, but let me expand just even a little bit more. The importance, first of all, of discernment. Test everything, especially in these days. Whatever I say, whatever others say, whatever a pastor says, whatever a book says, whatever a church says, whatever anyone that sets himself up in a position of leadership and speaks something into your lives, test it. We're accountable for our own walk with the Lord. God is the source. He is the one in control. We are being led by the Holy Spirit. That's why we go to the Holy Spirit to learn. But we have resources. God gives us tools. He gives us the Bible. He gives us other resources through people, through books, through other things that are out there. But again, we've got an enemy. And as long as he's got us in a state of confusion, then we're not moving forward. We're stuck. So we discern. Discernment is a gift of the Holy Spirit. That means continual connection through the power of prayer. And remember we talk about prayer in Prayer Warriors. Prayer is dialogue with God. 
What we want to do is to learn through the power of prayer and that connection in the school of prayer with the Holy Spirit, connecting, learning, growing, discerning. That's why discernment is so important because the only way to do it is to come to the Lord, to come through the Holy Spirit. Even the Bible, which is a guidepost, which is God's word, has been used against man. Cults have begun. Major religions have begun off of words in the Bible that were interpreted and discerned just a little off the mark. And remember, Satan knows the Bible backwards and forwards. That is why we have the Word, we have the Bible, but you must have the Holy Spirit to be able to understand, to discern, to have that God-inspired understanding and wisdom and power because it's the Holy Spirit that is leading us in these days globally cross-platform against any culture religion area denomination whatever it might be the Holy Spirit when we're being led and directed he gives us insight he talks to us he opens us up he gives us understanding then you not only understand the Bible but you begin to live the Bible it is not in our own might but in God's through the power of the Holy Spirit prayer without ceasing is communion with God in other words talking to him all day long God help me to understand this communicating because when we do that we're building up that trust that relationship with the Lord communion with God is trusting in him this opens up the Bible and all of God's words, not only to our understanding, but into our personal walk through life. This is a walk of victory overcoming the world, the flesh, and the devil. Number two, the ground rules. Some, For some believers, what I'm going to share with you, this is going to be confirmation. The Holy Spirit's the teacher. He's the one that's leading, that's guiding you through that relationship with the Jesus Christ. So some of these things, it'll be, wow, God gave me the same thing. Or I get a check in my spirit. For others, it's going to be revelation. You've never heard it before. It's like, wow, this is incredible. Again, take it to the Holy Spirit. Is this what you would have me to understand? It's important because that connection with him is what builds up our faith. And for some, it's going to be a little of both. Yet for others, new in their walk with Christ, it may seem to defy common sense. It may not make sense. But I encourage you, press in. Ask. Keep on asking. Knock. Keep on knocking. Seek. Keep on seeking. And you'll begin to see. But remember, we are not dealing with the world belief system, but with the kingdom of God, which goes beyond our limited understanding, beyond the reasoning of this world. That is why it is required that each of us go beyond self, get to the end of self. Self will will never be able to comprehend because we as true believers surrender the self of the world for service to God. And again, Matthew 7 and 7, ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking. That is what keeps that communication going that relationship grows number three our own personal relationship is directly proportional to our surrender and surrender remember is obedience to God 
through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. We will only be able to see, to comprehend, to understand to the degree with which we surrender each day. Each one of us is called to go through these tests, through these trials. So those of us that are experiencing just overwhelming trials and tribulation, there's a reason if we stop, if we go to the Lord, if we go to the Holy Spirit, okay, God, help me to see what's happening here. Give me revelation. Give me insight. Help me to carry me through it. And he will. It's important, especially in these days. Number four on the ground rules. Do not be fooled. Our opponent is a master of deception. We will not be able to figure him out either, even though many people think they have. Remember, his best lie is one degree from the truth. And he uses our pride more than anything. Remember, that was his fall, was pride. So when we get to the point where we're starting to feel comfortable, be ready. You've got an opponent, an adversary. So... What we do is we focus. We focus on the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And who is that? That is Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. The only way to God. And then number five, keep it simple, Saint. Just keep your focus on Christ. In 2 Corinthians 11.3 it says, But I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. In other words, when it starts getting too confusing, there should be a red flag. Let me take it back to the Lord, get it back to that place of peace, listen to him, hear from him. He'll show me what I need to know when I need to know it. Trust him, trust him, trust him main thing in this spiritual warfare. Alright, that was kind of the ground rules of each episode to discern, check, realize what we're doing here. Five things. Next, let's move into divine spiritual keys to spiritual warfare. Number one, we rely on God's power, not our own. So let's start with the end of the story. Revelations 12, 10 and 11 in the New King James Version. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before God night and day has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death now I'm going to read this these Bible verses again in the amplified version Revelations 12 10 and 11 amplified then I heard a strong loud voice in heaven saying Now it has come, the salvation and the power and the kingdom, meaning the dominion, the reign of our God, and the power, the sovereignty, the authority of his Christ, the Messiah. For the accuser of our brethren, the enemy, he who keeps bringing before our God charges against them day and night has been cast out 
And they, meaning us, have overcome, conquered him. How? By the means of the blood of the Lamb and by the utterance of their testimony. For they did not love and cling to life, even when faced with death, holding their lives cheap until they had to die for their witnessing. And here, die could be physically, but it also could be dying to the flesh, going beyond our flesh to understand. The accuser, Satan, who accuses us day and night every day, that's why this is a battle one day at a time, wants us to fall through the deception of unwarranted guilt. We, as overcomers, have to learn to deal with guilt. Now, this is not conviction. Convictions from the Holy Spirit when God, the Holy Spirit and God is leading us on our path and what we're called to do. But what we're talking about is guilt, living with guilt, staying stuck, thinking we can never go any further. By Christ's death on the cross, we are no longer under under condemnation. Through the Holy Spirit, we will experience conviction, but not condemnation. How do we overcome? Number one, and this is what we're going to do this particular episode, is the very first part, by the blood of the Lamb. In the Old Testament, the blood of an unblemished sacrificial lamb was was an atonement for sins. This was the law of sin offerings, according to Old Testament law. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes the atonement by the life. Leviticus 7.13 It is through the blood that we have life. It is in the blood that we are given life. In the first Passover, when they were, the Israelites were being uh, under the plague of Pharaoh, they were told in Exodus 12, 7, then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. This was to protect him from death, the Passover, to keep them protected. And that meant that sacrifice, taking that blood of the lamb to protect them. In the New Testament, we have a new covenant when Christ came, the Messiah. The Messiah was not understood by the religious because he came in an upside-down way of thinking, He didn't come as a religious leader. He came as a carpenter, simple. This ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ is the final atonement. The blood he shed on the cross paid for our sins once and for all. In Ephesians 1, 7-10, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his his grace, and remember grace is unmerited favor, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will. He gives us insight to his mystery. According to his good pleasure, in other words, according to him, what he chooses to do, which he purposed for himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both 
which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. And that's what's happening in our world. It's coming together. Christ, his death and his resurrection, and his people with Christ in them through the power of the Holy Spirit, righteousness within us. In Matthew twenty six twenty eight, for this is my blood of the covenant, this is Jesus speaking, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And also in Romans 3.25 in the Amplified Version, whom God put forward before the eyes of all as a mercy seat and propitiation by his blood, the cleansing and life-giving sacrifice of atonement and reconciliation to be received, and here's the key, through faith. This was to show God's righteousness because his divine forbearance he had passed over and ignored former sins without punishment we are born again free the ultimate victory was achieved at calvary the keys of sin and death were taken from satan and as true believers we walk this victory out in our own personal lives in 1 corinthians 15:56 and 58 the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. So this is something that we're not working for but is placed in us in faith and as he opens that understanding through the power of the Holy Spirit and we experience his pure perfect love it compels us it propels us and we're doing it with pure motives rather than some selfish limited motive this is a continual war we have an accuser, the devil, who relentlessly accuses us night and day. So this battle is night and day, one day at a time. And as true believers, we are to walk this out in faith. On our own, we are no match for the adversary, the master of deception, that can even be and pose an angel of light. His best lie is one degree from the truth. And I'm repeating this so you can really, truly let it sink in. In these days, as true believers, we have the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the death, who resides within us. But again, it requires our part, focus, focus on God through the Holy Spirit, that connection through the Holy Spirit as we learn and as he teaches us, as he talks to us, as he moves us, as he puts things in our life that helps us to know which way to go. This brings us through the landmines of deception each day. The adversary uses confusion, fear, pride, whatever he wants to deter us away from the truth. This whole concept, again, is upside down from our understanding of what this world's belief system understands. It is not through our understanding, our mind, but rather our hearts that we are given the grace to see, to truly understand perceive the big picture the kingdom and how to overcome this world's current belief system the flesh and the devil it was by the lamb the blood of the lamb that the curtain 
to the Holy of Holies was torn from top to bottom, opening up that connection with God through Jesus Christ. Now this happened when Christ died. This was a physical uh, manifestation that we saw. The curtain to the Holy of Holies was torn from the top to the bottom. So it says in Hebrews 9.12, He entered once and for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. It is with believers who have the Spirit of God within the living temple of their bodies. Remember, we see the Holy Spirit. We have righteousness of God living within us, righteousness of Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And how we reach that, how we connect, is through our inner chamber. Or you can call the hearts to that place, the Holy of Holies, within where the Holy Spirit testifies with our spirit to all truth. It is through our hearts, that inner chamber, that our minds are renewed because it's beyond the limits of this world's understanding. It could never be through our mind, our understanding, which we could ever possibly reach this communion with God. We'll never be able to understand all of God. Look in the book of Job. God said, you weren't there when I created this world, when I brought the oceans to the shore. We are never going to understand. It's not for us to. It's for us to trust. It is by this continual surrender of our hearts to Christ that we reach that point of true humility that point of humility that connection with God that's that point of true knowledge and wisdom because it's becoming through the Holy Spirit through Christ that's that connection that vine that living water all that we need and it is not possible in any other means in this temporal world than by the Holy Spirit through Christ here's the key no one can do this for us no one can teach us all the requirements because they are personal it's again not what we know but who we know it's like a father with a child this is a personal relationship in our own individual dimension of reality with God I know that sounds a little bit far out but remember we're dealing with the heavenly realms it's a different understanding a different dimension he is our guidepost through the Bible he meaning the Holy Spirit through wise counsel through true fellowship with other believers in other words the Holy Spirit's moving in a major way all throughout the world today and again just like Christ came from the bottom up if you look and you look at the statistics and people that are turning their lives over to the Lord's it's those at the bottom level that are broken that get to that place of saying God help me let me hear from you they reach out and he answers bottom up that connection what that does is he begins to show us the Bible and what it means and putting it and applying it in our lives personal then we have wise counsel those others that are out there that are not to be the answer but to support us encourage us to keep going to the answer which is Jesus Christ. Through true fellowship with other believers, in other words, we connect, we confess with one another and begin to realize, oh my goodness, there's a strategy here, there's an enemy. 
He really is doing the same thing to you as he's doing to me, but just in different circumstances. We began to see, oh my goodness, bigger picture. That's why he wants to keep us alone, divided. Also, accountability. We come together. God's helping me in this area. I need your support. I need your prayers. Coming together in unity and prayer. That connection that we have with each other. The Holy Spirit's moving in a global level. He's bringing us all together. His church. His bride. We cannot even understand the guidepost of the Bible without His Holy Spirit empowering us as He brings all the pieces of the puzzle together. He brings it together in the Bible for our understanding. He brings it together in our understanding of what's happening in the world. He even brings it together in your own personal life. And you begin to see that not one moment of your life has been wasted when you press, when you trust, when you connect, when you begin to understand. It is what each one of us are called to do. The Lord points us all to this direction as he speaks in every aspect of a life. Because a lot of people say they're born-again believers and they say, I don't hear from God. Well, he's talking. He's talking loud and clear. It is up to us to listen with the eyes of our heart. We will hear. We will see. We will know if we but choose to drink from the cup of his blood, the life blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Next episode, we're going to go into the word of our testimony. One last thing I'd like to share before we close this particular episode. This is the most exciting journey that you could ever possibly take as you begin to see the kingdom of God unfolding before you. As you begin to learn and understand, it is powerful. It is incredible. It is what we are all called to do as true believers in Jesus Christ. 